0: I want to turn with me to Paul's letter to the Philippian church. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. It reads like this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is coming again. Do you believe he's coming again? Verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God everything that you need and thank him for all he has done. And verse 7, and the peace of God. Somebody shout peace in the comments there. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus want to read verse six again don't worry about anything instead pray about everything tell god what you need and thank him for all he has done proclaim to yourself and tell your neighbor put in the comments my sermon title i hope you didn't forget the ingredients i hope you didn't forget the ingredients. Shall we pray? God, we thank you for all that has already happened. We thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed. God, we thank you for the seeds that have been sown into good ground on today. But God, we just ask right now for you to just, again, to saturate the airwaves, God with this word that is about to be proclaimed this day. God, remove all of Pierce Williams. Allow them to see you and you alone. God, we thank you for this transformative moment that your word shall go forth. In Jesus' name, why don't we clap our hands in our home and tell God thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget the ingredients. My brothers and sisters, in our text, we find the Apostle Paul Paul, who was in jail, is writing to one of the churches he founded, the Church of Philippi, around A.D. 49. Paul is encouraging us to discover that in order to find joy, we need to shift our perspectives and shift our priorities. In this letter, Paul expounds upon the, uh, the, ident- uh, the identity and identifies the principle and the picture of humility. We see here the letter embodies the importance to show reverence to God the Father and God the Son. Paul highlights that no one really likes a complainer. Let's take a, let's take a moment to reevaluate that. Uh, believe it or not, church, a recent study determined that the average person complains 30 times a day. I see you counting how many times you, uh, you, you complained on yesterday. Let me help you to prevent complaining. You have to avoid dampening your mood by complaining only rarely complain only in instances where you believe it will affect real and positive change consider uh, whether affirmation will work instead of your complaining and limit your exposure to complaining by limiting your exposure to complainers your exposure will determine whether you are victorious or you are, are vi- venomous come on somebody they ought to say that right there your, your, your connection your exposure would either turn out be victorious or venomous. Yeah, we see that in, uh, in, in in Philippians, right? Philippians also talks about watchdogs, those false prophets that pimp the gospel for their personal gain. Lord, have mercy. Uh, Individuals calling on angels from other continents. You remember that, don't you? Uh, Praying for self-gain and and, and also seeing that uh, not for for what God's will to be done but praying for self-gain and self-gain alone. Uh, That can be very, very dangerous people of God. We have to pray for God's will to be done and not our will to be done. But our text Our text help us, this letter to the Philippian church is still very much relevant today. Chapter 4 talks about giving joy and giving God all of your thanks and praise. Church, we all have to be reminded to rejoice in God and give him all of our praise. I'm fully aware that this is Thanksgiving season. And this Thanksgiving of course will not be another uh, ordinary turkey day for some of us or for some reason or another you may be separated from your friends and loved ones yet we are still having so much to give God for give God praise for and to be thankful for church we do not take the time to rejoice and give God thanks Lord have mercy though it is suggested to not gather in some places right with a lot of people I get it but however, I'm sure that some of you are still going to fix your favorite dish. Come on, let's be honest. You, you, you fixed your favorite dish this past week. I'm sure some of you will bake or fry that turkey. Come on. I'm sure you you fix your, your famous potato salad. Come on, somebody. get hungry up here. I'm sure that some of you fixed your famous dressing or stuffing or whatever you want to call it. I am sure some of you fixed your famous sweet potato pie or your signature. dessert, I am sure that you fixed the feast of all feasts to be had. But I want to encourage you today, while you remember the ingredients for your favorite dish, I want to encourage you to never forget the ingredients for giving God thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our text suggests that we should rejoice always. What does that mean, Pastor Pastor Williams? That means we should always give God praise well your question may be today what ingredients do i need to uh to, to even serve god a uh, hallelujah what ingredients do i need to serve god a uh, thank you jesus what ingredients do i need to give god praise well i'm glad you had that question i have a few ingredients for you this morning it's right here in the text the first ingredient we need is to stop wearing somebody's declared stop wearing It is right here in the text. Don't worry about anything. (laughs) To rejoice in the Lord always does not mean that we will never feel depressed or sad. Yeah, that that doesn't mean that to to, uh, not worry or to rejoice in the Lord always is not uh, primarily a matter of feeling, but a matter of obedience. To rejoice in the Lord always is an attitude of contentment and hope that transcends all circumstances. At times, we, the people of God, spend more time worrying than we do worshiping. Lord, have mercy. i Am I talking to you today? I'm all on your couch. I'm all on your pew today. And they're giving God praise that is due to him, sometimes we worry too much instead of worshiping our God. I'm not telling you uh, not to be concerned about about the issues of this world because there are many to be concerned about but this day I am talking about we have to stop worrying Lord have mercy the Spirit of the Lord is simply saying that we have to minimize our capacity for wor- worrying and maximize our capacity for worship what are you saying pastor I'm saying that you have to stop focusing on what you are worrying about and start Gleaning and maximizing your capacity for worshiping our God. I am sure that you and I have many things that we are concerned about. But people of God, we must stop worrying. Hear me clear this morning. You cannot worry about who is not supporting you. Who am I talking to? You cannot worry about who is talking about you. You cannot worry about how much uh, much you have or how much you don't have. You cannot even worry, Lord, help us about who is in public office and who not in public office. Because as long as God is on the throne and as long as God is the greatest power, we shall never and we will never be defeated. Lord, have mercy. Somebody declare, I am a conqueror. I am a winner. Because as long as our God is on that throne, we all are winners hallelujah there is truly a blessing people of God uh, when you can say that I do not look like what I have been through is that your testimony this morning I know for sure that's my testimony I don't know what your testimony is but the good news is that God has kept you Lord have mercy all the kept people make some noise in the comment section he is keeping you and you do not look like what you have been through or what you are going through worrying stress and anxiety Anxiety attempts to debilitate your productivity and your praise. Lord, have mercy. You don't believe me? Let me tell you, worrying breaks down your immune system. (laughs) Worrying impacts your mental capacity. (laughs) A study shows that 60% of adults in the U.S. are being muzzled. <laughs> are being muzzled or uh, by struggling with worrying stress and anxiety. That tells me that six out of ten people are feeling daily stressed and worrying. And they wake up in stress, wake up and weary, wake up depressed. They are going through many things in their mind. But can I speak peace over you this morning and tell you that the devil is a liar and you shall have peace. I speak peace over your life in Jesus' name. I speak deliverance over your life in Jesus' name. And for those that are looking this morning for something that, that, that you just can't provide for yourself, I speak resources over your life in Jesus' name. Whatever you are worrying about, I pray in Jesus' name that he is working in. Out and he's working it out just for you. Hallelujah. There is no sense in us worrying about it if we know that God is working on it. Did you hear what I said, church? There's no sense of about us worrying about it if we know our God is working on it. Somebody ought to tell God, thank you, right there. Hallelujah. Well, well, the first ingredient is to stop worrying. Stop worrying. Lay hands on yourself and say, Self, stop worrying. I told you that we need to minimize our capacity for worrying and, and, and minimize our capacity for worrying and maximize our capacity for worship. But secondly, here we are. I want to encourage you to, 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 do, to use this next ingredient. This next ingredient is very simple. It's simply talk to the Father. It's right here in the text. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God... What you need. There's an old song that we don't say it any longer, uh, brother pastor. We 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 don't sing this song anymore. The song says, "I once was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in, and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It bathed my heart in love and wrote my name above. Just a little talk with Jesus made me whole." Oh, come on, you remember that song of old, don't it? Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He'll hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by now. I feel the little ter- prayer with turning and you will feel the fire burning. You will understand that just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. People of God, we have strayed away from praying to the Father. But it's right here in the text. Instead of worrying about everything, we got to tell God what we need. We tell everybody else what we need, but we never tell God what we need. We on Twitter telling God, telling everybody else what we need. We on Facebook telling everybody else what we need, but we never even talk to God about what we need why wouldn't we tell god about our problems and what we need come on let's be honest come here come here come here come here ma'am come here sir god is the source that provides all resources God alone can help you. He is inclined to do it. But you must first ask by prayer and supplication. What does that mean? Asking humbly. Without this, he has not promised to help you people of God. We have to pray intentionally. We have to pray in the name of Jesus. The gospel according to John chapter 14 verses 13 through 14 declares, I will do anything you ask the father in my name so that the father will be given glory because of the son. If you ask me to do something I will do it. We are around here wondering why God is not answering our prayer We're wondering why our prayers are not being reached in the heavens. They are not being answered because we didn't ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Church, we have to make a sincere and uh, intentional effort to start praying more. Scripture says, if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray. Church, we have to pray. If we want this land to ever be healed, we've got to pray. Tell yourself and tell somebody next to you, we've got to pray more. A lot of us are looking for answers and we haven't asked for anything. Answers, hear this in the spirit, are birthed through asking. Lord, have mercy. You got to catch on to that revelation there that answers are birthed through asking. So, church, we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray first. I encourage you. He use this first ingredient to stop worrying. I told you that you need to minimize your capacity for worrying and maximize your capacity for worship. Secondly, I encourage you to use the ingredient of prayer. We have to talk to God and tell all of our problems. Last, I want to encourage you on this day to use this last ingredient. That ingredient is your praise. We have to give God praise. The scripture says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank God for all He has done. Come here Clay Evans. God bless you sir. As I look back over my life and I think things over I can truly say I've been blessed. I've kind of testimony anybody watching this day has a testimony. Then if you have a testimony you ought to be able to give God praise. All you got to do is look around at what the Lord has done for you and what the Lord is doing and what the Lord is going to do and I'm sure you will find something to give God praise for. Uh, Come on somebody, I seriously doubt it but maybe he has not done none for you. I feel sorry for you if you feel that way but maybe you're saying that Lord, I, I, I don't know what you have done for me but he has done something for somebody you know and that is enough to give God your best praise. You woke up this morning that's enough to praise him. Church, we have to stop being spectators and be what God has called us to be. God has called us to be participators. We have to stop being spiritual spectators and start being uh, uh, worshipers and participators. How can we watch others praise God and not feel something brewing up inside of us? How can we watch others praise God and not want to participate? I wonder how many are watching right now that don't mind giving God praise wherever you you are. Sometimes it may feel like you can't trace God, but I come to let you know that even when you can't trace God, you can simply trust God, and that's enough to give him the glory. That is enough to give him the praise. He has been so kind. He's been so merciful, and he is deserving of our praise. I don't know about you today, but if you are using the right uh, ingredients, I don't know your situation. But I know for sure that my heart is fixed, and my mind is made up, and my choice is to give God the glory, and my choice is to give God the praise, and thank Him every chance that I get. There is no greater weapon than that you can have than your thank you. There is no greater praise than your hallelujah. There is power. Somebody shall power this, Stephen, and power in your hallelujah. There is power in your thank you Jesus. I don't know what you're dealing with today. You may not have everything that you need but be thankful unto God who has given us the victory. You may not have the car that you want but thank God for transportation. You may have struggled to log on but thank God that you're here in worship. If nothing else you ought to just give God praise because he was wounded. For I our transgressions. He was bruised by wow, our iniquities. And he died. We in a baptist church. Huh? Didn't he die? He died on a hill called Calvary. And I thank God for Jesus because early somebody shouted in here. Early one morning, Jesus rose up from the pit of hell, and he got up of all power. And defeated hell. And his name is Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus in here. We give God praise for him. Hallelujah. Because he rose from the dead. And we just can't thank him enough. For all that he has done. He rose for you. He defeated hell for you. Death, hell, and the grave. He defeated for you. So that you will have the ability To give him praise, to give him honor, and to give him thanksgiving. Maybe today you're saying, Pastor, I don't have peace. I haven't given God praise. Listen, the mask that we wear is not used to muzzle you. It's used to protect you. But some of us have put on spiritual masks. That are now debilitating our worship and debilitating our praise. I encourage you today, if that's you, lift your hands in your home, wherever you are, lift your hands. The scripture says, we went through verses 4 through 6, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Read that again. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you are seeking peace, lift those hands. Look no further. Because God is here. And he wants you to experience peace. Peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Lift your hands. God, we thank you for that brother, that sister that's holding their hand up. God, they're lifting their hand up to you because they can't carry this burden alone. God, we speak peace in their mind, peace in their heart. God, I offer this up to you, peace in their mouth, that it shall speak only peace. God, we speak peace over that home, peace over that relationship. Peace in the name of Jesus. We believe it is so. And it's not happening tomorrow. It's happening right now. While you have that hand lifted, lift, put hands on yourself, and say, I speak peace over my mind, over my mouth, over my vision, over my life, over my home. I speak peace over my family. God, do it now. In Jesus' name, we declare and decree peace. If you believe it and receive it, clap your hands and give God glory. Don't forget the ingredients.